Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. It is just me and y'all for this week. And this is episode 68.5. You heard that correctly. This is not episode 69, which will be next week because it's a monumental episode and it's going to be sexy and slutty and slutty and wild and episode 69 level sexual. Okay. But I just had way too many big life changes this week that I need to air out before we get into that. Woo. Okay. Where do I start? Um, I finally made the fucking move to New York. Let's start there. Hallelujah. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. I just want to take you guys through this move because it's been any move is already a situation. And this move was no fucking different. It was a little bit emotional leaving my family and like leaving again there were definitely some tears for sure. It was nowhere near as bad or emotional as when I first moved to New York. Holy shit. I was like a mess for six months to a year. And that's not a joke for anyone moving to a new city. Understand like it doesn't, you don't feel great right off the bat. But anyways, I had never seen my apartment prior to moving in. I mean, I saw like pictures and shit, obviously, but like, I didn't really know what I was walking into. I had never seen the building, et cetera. So that was like a little anxiety inducing, like, okay, cool. Let me just ship all my stuff across the country. And I'm going to walk into this place like I've, that I've never seen. Thank God it turned out to be amazing. Oh my God. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reference. If you're watching the fucking reunion, I'm so jealous. But the building, so fucking nice. There is a fireplace. There is a grand piano. There is an indoor, huge, luxurious uh, swimming pool. There's like a Zen garden or some shit. Damn, I need to check that out. I haven't even like seen any of this shit. I just saw the lobby. There's a doorman. Hi, upgrade a doorman who actually cares about me. <laughs> I just made that one up. He doesn't even know me. He doesn't even know my name, but we'll we'll get there. It's like it's like with any other relationship, your love grows over time and you just start slow. Like I'm sure by next weekend when he sees me stumbling in here at 3 a.m. saying I lost my key for the 50th time and I need shelter, he'll he'll know what the deal is and he'll grow to love me. But it's really nice. I've heard that there are some very sexy influencer men who live in the building that I cannot wait to run into. But speaking of running into influencers, okay, I actually had a run in with a female influencer, not in this building at my friend's building that's like five blocks away. I have never met her in person before. I've definitely like came across her page once or twice. I could barely recognize her. When I say that this human 
looked like maybe a fraction of a decimal of what she looks like on her Instagram profile. And this is not me being a hater, by the way. I get it that we are all posting our hottest curated enhanced versions of ourselves on social media. I'm no different. This was different. This was a full-blown catfish with millions of followers. Like my jaw dropped, you guys. She might as well have been the 90-year-old white fucking cat lady who pretends to be a 25-year-old Puerto Rican male model with blue eyes from the actual show Catfish. It was that bad. Listen, if you run into me on the street and I just got back from like a hot yoga class or some shit and I don't have an ounce of makeup on and I just look like garbage, it's still me. Like I'm still recognizable. Like you'll, you'll know it's me walking down the fucking street. You might be like, oh, this bitch isn't as hot as her fucking profile or whatever, but you know it's me. This, this was different. I literally had to have my friend confirm three times that it was her before, like, I believed it. I want to make this very clear. Like, I'm not shaming her. I don't put the blame on her at all because it's her fucking job. Her fucking job and the way she gets paid is to look a certain way on social media But I do think it's something like that we just all forget sometimes. I know what I see on Instagram isn't real, but I will still find myself scrolling and feeling bad about myself. Like, oh my God, like no way that girl looks that fucking cartoon perfect. I don't fucking, you know, like we all kind of do it even though we understand to some degree that it's fake, it like, it still affects you. And in the spirit of women's month, mm -hmm, you heard that I'm sliding that shit in here. I think it's something to think about. And listen, I love a good filter. I don't think filters should be removed because they ruin your self-esteem or whatever shit like they were trying to do. No, self-esteem starts with you and your surroundings. I just think we need to appreciate ourselves more. That doesn't mean you can't get your boob job or your rhinoplasty. I think that is a form of self-love. But being so petrified and terrified to post a story or a picture where you don't look absolutely perfect, that shit needs to stop. And oh my God, preaching to the choir. Trust me. I need to stop. I am learning with all of you, but it just, it makes you feel bad, honestly, when you're always striving for that. And then we're all out here doing that shit, which just makes you even more terrified and more intimidated of not looking perfect. And it's like this cycle of never feeling good enough that women feel and deal with every day, all day, all the time. Okay, Women's History Month is about uplifting and supporting all women, even the girl who alters her entire life for Instagram. I don't give a fuck, but it's about making that woman feel important and empowered enough to love herself. Like, does that make sense? I'm talking to a wall, but whatever. Let's not get wrapped up in like the internet bullshit, the overly curated Instagrams, the picture perfect face and body. Like we all do it, but let's just not let it become us. Damn. Okay. Anyways, guys, off the profound shit, back to my move and my fancy ass building and apartment. Oh, I love it so much, you guys. Bitches, my bathroom has heated floors, okay? I've come a long way from, what was my first fucking apartment here? My, oh, my dingy midtown studio with a mattress on the floor. That was horrific. So this is the thing. I had all of my stuff in storage. So I'm unboxing shit that I have not seen for over two years. And it was like, it was kind of like a time capsule. Like, okay, uh, maybe we should probably get rid of these fucking Gluck Gluck 9000 degrade me shot glasses. Like what the fuck? The thing is that wasn't what was scary to me. What was scary to me was I can't even bring myself to say it because I'm going to literally start getting the creepy crawlies and freak out. Oh my God. Okay. So 
this was actually the first box that I opened. And it was my kitchenware. I opened that box and I start taking out shit and I see him. This little tiny maggot goes crawling across the box and I start looking at my shit that I had placed on the counter and I see uh, a few maggots just in my wine glass and I start seeing them fucking everywhere and I lose my fucking shit because I have a phobia, disgust, fear of maggots. I don't know if I ever told this other story. I'm going to say it in two seconds. One time, this was when I was living in that studio, I left some lemons in my garbage can and I left them there for two weeks because I went on Christmas break and came back. And when I lifted up the garbage can lid, it looked like the garbage was moving and I couldn't understand why until I got a closer look and saw that the entirety of the inside of the garbage can, the lid, everything was filled filled, filled with thousands and thousands and thousands of maggots. And that situation scarred me for the rest of my life. I ended up throwing the garbage can through my window, just onto the fucking street, just onto the sidewalk. Like that's how fucking freaked out I was. Thank God there wasn't someone underneath it. But anyways, it it was so fucking horrifying, but I took care of it. And by take care of it, I took the entire fucking box and threw it away. And I don't know what glassware I chucked, what champagne glasses. I don't know if I fucking had a valuable antique for my grandmother in there. I didn't give a fuck. The box gone. And I did it all by myself. And I felt like a badass bitch. And the apartment is beautiful, nowhere near livable at the moment. No couch, no bar stools, no really anything. I need a rug. I need a fucking laundry hamper. Like if you are a furniture company or an interior decorator, do not hesitate to DM me, please. Or better yet, email business at sophiafranklin.com. I am ready to collab. Excuse me. I am desperate for your help. Since I've been here, I've only been here like three days or something. I've just been on the move. I went out a couple times. Let's be honest. I had to get it out of my system, but I have like kept myself super distracted. And then today when I had to buckle down and actually work and it was kind of the first day where I was really alone, alone for the first time in my apartment, the reality set in and there's kind of like this feeling of emptiness is how I could, is how I would describe it. It's like there, there's something about living alone. And don't get me wrong, so much excitement. I feel so blessed. I'm so fucking happy to be back. I'm so happy to be living alone. I like being alone. But going from living with your family for two years and always having a roommate before that to just living alone, it takes a little bit of adjusting. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know what? It's really the couch. That's the missing link here. Once we get the couch, maybe some fresh flowers I can fucking throw into a red solo cup because I probably threw away all my vases just to spruce up the place. I'll be good. Okay, let's move on, people. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? 
Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, Our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostess ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Can you feel it, Sloots? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt honestly come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salute knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized, I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you got to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and strawberry margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. 
Okay. I have wanted to bring this up a million times and my producer, Alex, would never let me because she said I'm old and I don't know how to use a cell phone and that the majority of people listening wouldn't be able to relate, but bitch is not here. She is not here to stop me and I doubt I am the only one who was in the dark about this whole thing I'm about to talk about, okay? So... I had a horrific fucking experience the other day because of technological advances that I personally do not approve of. Artificial intelligence, the fucking metaverse, robots taking over the planet. I'm down. I'm down with that shit. This shit, it's just a no. What I'm about to tell you is just... It's a lot for me to say on air. And you guys are probably fucking thinking like, uh, Sophia, you have said the most outlandishly raunchy shit to millions of people for four years now. And I know that, but just listen. Okay, I'm gonna rip it off like a fucking Band-Aid. I was texting this guy, being a little cutesy, being a little flirty. He asked me to send a selfie. So annoying. Like, I really hate when guys do that, but whatever. Something quick, nothing major, right? Right. We all fucking know that no matter how simple or casual or cute you want your selfie to look, it still turns into a full-on fucking production. It like started as me just laying against my headboard and I was trying to give like pouty lips and like bedroom eyes and then I was standing in the mirror and then it was back to me laying on the bed on my stomach with my feet in the air tilting my head in like every angle my fucking neck still hurts from that it was supposed to be a two minute thing that turned into a 30 minute photo shoot with 34 selfies that went immediately into the trash except one which I thought was the one and I fucked up I sent the selfie thinking like, okay, we're good. I got it. Only to find out it was a live photo. That's fine. Whatever. Nope. No. No one ever fucking told me there was audio included in live photos. I mean, like Steve Jobs, Tim Cook, Mike Wozniak, whatever the fuck. Was anyone going to make an announcement? Like, did this email just go to my spam folder? Like, please let me know. I had no idea, you guys. None. So, yeah, that selfie I sent, it wasn't just movement. It was sound, too. Oh, my God. I Whatever. I'm just, you know what? I said I was going to say it, so I'm going to say it. Remember I said I was contouring my body and, like, doing Cirque du Soleil fucking acts to get this selfie right? Just keep that in mind. I was like, I spent so long doing it. But I powered through knowing the photo I needed was close. And once I got the photo, I did something that we all do. And I let out a teeny tiny harmless fart. Okay? And it fucking pains me. And this is why I didn't want to tell you guys. Because I'm so fucking open about my life. It's like, do I just have to be utterly repulsive in everything that I talk about? Sophia, please. But anyway, this fucking live photo, it caught my fart. I let out as soon as I got the photo done, not fucking knowing that live photos have sound. So basically, please forgive me as I go play in traffic. Like, what? Like, I don't. And also, what the fuck is the point of a live photo anyway? Why do we need to send out fucking boomerang pics? Why? They really just cause more harm than good. That I know. Does a good old-fashioned fucking Polaroid not count for anything anymore? Oh, my God. I mean, whatever. Luckily, he didn't say anything. So I have to go on the rest of my life praying he didn't hold the photo down, which I, side note, I think it's kind of creepy when people hold a live photo down. Unless I instruct you to do that because it's funny. Like, why? Like, what are you trying to catch? You're trying to catch me slipping up. That's why you would hold down on it. I'm not here for it. But I mean, oh my God, hopefully this guy is like hard of hearing and he just didn't hear it or is just fucking embarrassed for me and he didn't want to say anything. 
that's that's probably what it is honestly we're gonna be like real with each other that's probably like what fucking happened but you know what men are so fucking repulsive and I shouldn't even like trip about it he would still drag his dick through fucking shards of glass to fuck me so whatever just take this as a fucking PSA SOS Apple keynote whatever the fuck it may be Turn your live photos off forever. There is no reason they should ever be on. Ever, ever, ever. And I do this for you, Sleuths. I could have went my entire life without admitting this to the world, but I want to save you guys from the emotional trauma and turmoil I just went through. I literally was freaking out about it for four hours after. Like, I called my mom. I I called my friends to tell them. So please respect my privacy at this time and thank you. We are moving on to a little thing I like to call Slute University. Hi, Slutins. It is time for Slute University. Get your books out. Get your pens out. I will be confiscating cell phones if I see them out. So just know that. Today, we are going to talk about love bombing. Do I just have to be utterly repulsive in everything that I talk about? Sophia, please. Hot term right now. Hot, hot, hot. Hot off the press. And the filthy, nasty sex shit will come later, which is episode 69 to be exact. But I want to tackle this before we have the sex talk. Okay? I see this love bombing shit being mentioned everywhere. And while like I understand the concept, I do, I think it's not as cut and dry as people make it out to be. It's kind of, it's complex. And I might say something totally wrong because I am not an expert, but I never said I was an expert. So it's fair game. And I don't want to sit up here on my throne and tell you the traits of love bombing to recognize or how to get out of it, et cetera. I mean, I'm sure that would be very useful, but like, fuck it. Okay. I'm in my new place. I need to christen it with some real shit. So just let me be me. Oh, also I talked about love bombing. I talked about this in depth in a very super healthy manner on my episode with Shambooty. Episode 15, go check it out if you want like the healthy version. This is my not so healthy version. We all know what love bombing is, right? It's when someone pours a ridiculous amount of attention and affection into you, usually like early on, sometimes in order to influence you or manipulate you. But can we talk about how it's kind of fun? like a teeny tiny bit, you know, we went out on one date and you want to send over 12 bouquets of flowers and some Louboutin heels and a trip to the Bahamas. And I am supposed to be mad about that. I am supposed to take that as scary and as something bad and not enjoy it. Bitch, I am going to the Bahamas and I'm taking my Louboutin heels with me. Like, let's be real, people. Can we talk about how much fun it is? Can we talk about how much fun love bombing is? Is it really so unrealistic for someone to tell me that I am the reason that they get up in the morning after just two weeks of knowing me? Maybe. Okay. But it feels good. It just, it really, really feels so good. I'm going to get so much fucking shit for this. Relationship experts are shaking. I apologize. It's just, it's kind of fun. It is. And you know it. I mean, I'll be in love after an hour of consistent texting. So I think it's perfectly reasonable to fall in love with me after one night. Have you seen me? I am fucking enchanting. You get a couple tequila shots in me, I will change your life, okay? But my point is, just all you hear is love bombing, love bombing, love bombing. It's so bad if he's like going above and beyond that early in the relationship and like saying he has feelings for you and loves you and blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's always necessarily bad. Like it absolutely can be. And in that case, have fun, get what you need, and then get out of there before it gets bad, because it will. Like, if this is a narcissist type person, I know they like to use that one a lot. But 
I can't think of one relationship that I have been in where there wasn't some quote unquote love bombing going on. Every boyfriend I've had acted pretty fucking obsessed with me in the beginning. Because honestly, if they didn't, they knew I was going to be out of there. If you're not making it very clear and pulling out some serious moves on me out the gate, just right in the beginning, I'm going to find someone else, plain and simple. I'm going to blow that popsicle stand. Sayonara, plain and simple, I'm out. I've even just noticed culturally, there's just like a complete difference when it comes to that like little courting period. I mean, my mom is from Argentina. I've talked to her about this a million times. The men there just operate differently. Europe, South America, like they just operate differently. I mean, the intensity and the romance that they display from day one is just next level. And that's just a cultural thing. And our girl's not allowed to have fun anymore. Like we get put through enough shit just existing on this fucking planet. Why can't I just take the compliments and get my pussy ate for four hours? And if the person is a problem or a narcissist, like I said, which as we know, use love bombing as a manipulation tactic, then I'll bounce. I don't see the problem. But like, let me get my trip to the Bahamas. I guess what I want to teach you guys here is that the love bombing you're experiencing or your friends are telling you is happening. It might not be this like sinister thing. Okay. It's not necessarily always a bad thing if someone is acting this way. And in that case, maybe it's not love bombing at all. But I also want you guys to have your cake and eat it too. Not everything has to be a fucking therapy session where you recognize the signs early, although that's very important. But some things are just like a fun fling and that's okay. That's what living is for. I'm aware that this can be a manipulation tactic, but if we recognize it early, can't that just help us not fall for it? And then you can take advantage of it. I mean, you have to learn to take shit for what it is. Like if this dude is telling you, and I mean, women can love bomb too, but I think it's primarily men. If he's telling you how you're the center of his universe after three days and you are believing it, you have another thing coming for you, sister. All right. No, that's delusional. I read somewhere actually once and it's always stayed with me. It takes nine months to really know someone. But if you recognize this shit, use it to your advantage since they're trying to do it to you. So like cash in while you can. I know this sounds toxic and maybe it is a little bit, but I'm just being fucking real. And you are lying if you say you don't get it and you don't feel flattered and little fuzzies inside if you get a little love bombed. Or maybe, you know what? I'm the delusional one here. That is very, very well could be the case. It's just not everything in life is a fucking TikTok explanation of a trauma bond disaster waiting to happen. I've had a ton of flings that started off hot and fun and ended cordially. It's just life. Not everyone is going to be the love of your life and not everyone is going to fucking ruin it. That's all. Life is meant to be fun. Am I wrong there? And maybe I'm having this awakening because I'm 29 and living alone again and I'm ready to get back in my city girl bag. But I want you guys to join me. And it's almost I'm not even your girl degrees outside. And I want you guys to get with the program. Okay, that's it. Holy shit. All right, guys, with that. Let's get into SOS Save Our Sleuths. Questions, stories, advice. Oh my God, these are fucking good this week. Let's go. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me. Because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find. And mm -mm, 
Mm-mm-mm, not the move. The move is high quality, thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from drumroll, please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now... I'll let y'all know when Sleuth's giving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, wider, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Okay, first question. Sophia, you have talked about the porn you watch where it's a man giving a tutorial on fingering. I myself have a gynecologist kink. In the past, I would rarely come from sex or masturbation without the help of a clit vibrator. However, I recently started watching tantric porn, and I kid you not, I came from just squeezing my legs together. I think you should try it and let the sluties know ASAP. Love you. Okay, love you too, Sloot. Let's take this step by step. So the porn tutorial video that she's referring to that I love and highly recommend, it's like of this guy, he's wearing medical gloves and he's literally demonstrating how to finger a woman properly while the woman is just having back-to-back orgasms while this guy's like teaching. Something about it, I just found it very erotic, very hot. Just something about a professional just doing his job gets to me, you know? Or maybe it's just something about a dude knowing how to fucking finger a girl because those are hard to come by. But this person wrote in saying they have a gynecologist kink. Never heard of that one. Never heard of that one. I mean, it makes sense because, it. I mean, someone is inserting their fingers or a tool directly into your vagina. It's not the most out there kink like I've ever heard of. I looked into it because 
when I first read that, I was a little concerned for gynecologists and patients around the world. I was like, what? Is this like in real time? But um, when I looked into it, it's role play. People like to role play this. Thank God. They'll buy the they'll buy all the tools, the speculum that like they shove in there to like really open your vagina, a medical exam table like they get really into it. It's doctor patient shit. I mean, it's nothing really new there. I did read that it's mostly straight men that have this fetish. I mean, if you're like looking at the data from like these chat rooms and shit, this guy wrote, I just love being able to look into a vagina and seeing the cervix at the end of the speculum. Most of the dudes were like commenting on, oh my God, you get to see a vagina in a way that you never would have been able to. Like, okay, that's cool. I mean... If I could like see inside a guy's wiener hole, like I don't know if that would get me off, but maybe it's a little bit different. I it sounds kind of fun. I could definitely be down, but the tantric porn she mentions, that's what got me. I started Googling it. I ended up watching like 80 tantric porn videos. I'm not even kidding. I am pissed. I haven't tried it already, so I could report back to you guys. Uh, I will be trying it tonight. That's no brainer. I will be trying it. Like I've always wanted to. And I'm so glad that this girl wrote this in. Tantric sex is basically bringing like mindfulness to your sex and just really, really focusing on the pleasure and the touch. And it's the opposite of fucking performative sex, the complete opposite. There's a lot of eye contact and it's slow. Okay. People do this shit for hours and hours. And although I'm not the most mind, body, spirit, spiritual person, I could totally see how this would elevate the fuck out of your sex life. What like just completely 100%. And if you're just living vicariously by watching a tantric porn video, I could absolutely, absolutely see myself coming to that. Maybe I did during my research. Who knows? Okay, guys, everyone, tantric porn, check it out. All right, next. Hey, Sophia, do you have any tips about how to avoid anxiety slash scaries or how to deal with it in the moment? Thanks. Woo, the hangover anxiety. I know it well. I don't get it as much now, but there was a time where I spent a lot of time in self-loathing and in my Sunday scaries. I would say the number one rule for surviving anxiety is reminding yourself that you will wake up the next day feeling a hundred times better. That's what I would constantly remind myself. You just put your body through some shit, okay? Alcohol, and I know we don't want to hear it. It's not good for you. It's toxic to your body. And I knew alcohol was a depressant, but I didn't know until recently that because it's a depressant, the next day your body produces extra stimulation, for lack of a better word, to combat that depressant part. And that causes some of the anxiety. So you just need to remember your body is physically producing shit that causes you to feel anxious. And just keep reminding yourself that you will feel like a new bitch the next day. Like when you wake up the next day, you will feel drastically better and you'll feel even better the day after that. You just got to tough it out in the meantime. If you have anxiety because you don't remember what you did the night before because you blacked out, same rules apply, but I would add that you laying there ruminating over what you said or what you did, that's not helping anyone whatever you said or did has already happened and there's no going back in time and changing it. You just need to let it be. Honestly, just pretend like it didn't happen unless it was something really bad and you need to address it then obviously, but it already happened. Beating yourself up over something that you cannot change does not help you. And another thing, everyone will forget about whatever you said or did. I promise you that within reason, but like you can do some pretty heinous fucked up shit. I mean, I'm thinking to some shit I've done that I was like, okay, I will, I will never recover from this. And, uh, I recovered 
and I'm fine. Only thing you can change is trying to drink less next time, baby girl. Also, hopefully I'm not so hungover I can't eat, but I like to order yummy food. I like to just keep myself distracted, like watch TV or call someone. Do not sit there and scroll social media. That's a no-no. Light a candle. This is not a day to beat yourself up. You need to do the opposite and like do some self-care shit. Get your nails done, shower, sauna, steam room, work out. If you can move your body for even 15 minutes, that will help. A walk, yoga. (laughs) Who the fuck am I kidding? I have never fucking worked out the day I was hungover anxious. Okay. So I don't know why I'm trying to say that, but I've heard it helps. Okay. Next. Hey, Slew. Since living with my mom the past two years, I've completely isolated myself from friends, family, and especially relationships. You and your cousin Alex have felt like my only friends sometimes and have literally brightened some of my worst days by making me laugh and smile when I listen to your show. How did you get out of your bubble in Utah and get back into the real world after you went off the grid? Okay. Thank you so much for writing this, Lou. And I'm so fucking happy to hear that we could bring some smiles or happiness to your days. That honestly means the world. On the flip side, I am also so sorry that you felt like me and Alex were your only friends sometimes because I don't even want to be friends with us. But this is a really interesting question. As far as getting out of my bubble in Utah... I don't think I ever did. I mean, I can count on my hands the amount of times I went out socializing in Utah since I moved back. Honestly, I was such a homebody. I spent all my time with my family. Pretty much any time you saw me out socializing, I was in a different city or country. New York, LA, Miami. Like I wasn't in Utah like when I would, you know, go out and about on the town. But to answer your question, I totally feel you because after going off the grid and moving back in with my mom, it took a lot for me to get back out there. I leaned on the people around me a lot, including my mom. I'm not sure your relationship with your mom, but you would be surprised how like healing and helpful your mom can be. I even sometimes forget that shit. Like I get stuck back in that middle school mentality and I'm like emo with like the fucking bangs in front of my face. Like, oh my God, like she just wouldn't understand. They understand. Moms know more than you think, especially if you're in your 20s age range. This is the best time to become best friends with your mom if you're not already because you can finally talk about real shit and like be open with each other. But take it one day at a time. It doesn't need to all happen at once. Reach out to one friend to grab coffee and it will feel overwhelming every little thing you do at first. But the more you put yourself out there, the easier and easier it gets and it will be to get back into the real world. Change is fucking hard. Change is fucking hard. But you just have to remember that it's going to make you happy long term and living a life isolated like you're doing, it doesn't serve you. Don't be too hard on yourself either. Be nice to yourself. But I mean, I still get social anxiety when I'm out and about. 1000%. And I don't know if that will ever go away, but I do know that the more I put myself out there, the easier it gets. And I know alcohol can kind of help with that, but I'm really trying to not use that as a crutch. But you know what? I've actually done a lot better with that as I've gotten older. I used to feel like I needed to drink to fucking record this show. And now I don't ever do that. But that's besides the point. Okay, next question. Any advice on navigating bisexuality slash not being embarrassed when asked about your sexual orientation? Love the show and would love to hear tips on being a girl and wanting to hook up with other girls. Laughing my ass off. Thanks, Lou. Great fucking question. Great question. Because I couldn't even tell you what I consider myself. I obviously, and I've talked about this very openly, I've hooked up with girls. I enjoyed it. 11 out of 10 would do again. 
So, yeah, I mean, I fall somewhere on the bisexuality spectrum, even though I prefer men, I think. I guess since I never labeled myself as anything, I never worried about the navigation of it or answering that question. But I have no problem saying that I've hooked up with girls because I feel like wherever you fall on the LGBTQ plus spectrum, it shouldn't be taboo. I mean, come on, guys. 2022, like, it really should not. I know that, like, society, like, we're still catching up and it's easier said than done. My advice to you is to not worry about other people and what they think and just do you. And that applies to everything in your life. But, like, you don't owe anyone an answer when they ask that. You straight up don't. You could just say, I don't fucking know. I'm figuring it out. And also, if someone does ask, answer however you feel comfortable. That's the main thing. You can change your fucking answer depending on who's asking too. Fuck it. Straight today, gay tomorrow. It's your fucking life and you can say whatever the fuck you want. And as far as hooking up with other girls, girls are way more down than you realize. It's a matter of just being comfortable with it. There are a lot, a lot of girls that are into girls. And if you don't know anyone around you where you want to test those waters, dating apps, hello. This might be even easier for you because since it's an app and you don't know these people, you may be more comfortable being free and trying things. That's something I regret. I always wish like I would have done that back in the day. But anyways, Also, you will meet people who understand your concerns probably on a personal level this way too. So that's my advice. And anyone who's going to be weird about you saying you are bisexual needs a reality check and a good fuck and a good lay and should watch some girl on girl porn. Okay, guys, what an episode. What a week. Holy shit. Thank you so much for listening to me be completely uh, neurotic and gross. And episode 69 next week, guys. I have like some very special shit in store for us. Um, As always, please, 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 if you enjoyed this at all, share it with a friend. Share any like clips with a friend. Just spread the word. It helps me so fucking much. Subscribe, rate, review. And you know where to find me on all social media platforms. Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y. And I will talk to you guys next week, Sleuths. Bye.